0: I really, really like that theme song. Do you? Yeah.
1: I'm so glad. I
0: hear it. That makes me want to talk to you. We've done this,
1: we've talked about this before because
0: at one point I tried to lie and say I composed it myself. Well, I knew better than that. This is number 90. 91. 91. We'll have to have a special celebration for our 100th podcast. You
1: know, it's funny that you said that because yesterday I counted out what, where will 100 be and it will fall the week of Easter. How cool is that?
0: That is wonderful. Hey, good morning or afternoon or whatever, whatever time you listen to this. Hello. Welcome to the 23 podcast. My, that, that is
1: Michael Puppis. And Father Herb is here as well. Fathers, uh, so we're recording this early. It's actually Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's yeah, Day.
0: Yeah, we're doing it early because later tonight... Ask me if I stayed up late last night packing. Did you stay up late last night packing? Yes. Did you really? Of course I did. Oh. Uh, Because this evening after the 6.15 mass, Thursday 6.15 mass, our whole team for Guatemala will be driving up to the the hotel at the Detroit airport. Ah, yes. We always do that because we fly out rather early. And during the winter, you never know what the roads are like. Sure. At 5 in the morning or 4 in the morning.
1: I think you should be okay
0: tonight. Yeah, it sounds like it's going to be good. Yeah. Good thing it wasn't the other icy morning the other day. Oh, yeah, that would not have been fun. But anyway, so as you hear this, I will be in Guatemala. Entonces vamos a hacer este podcast. ¿Cómo se dice podcast en español? Uh, no sé. Podcast in yeah. español. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was like, I remember when we were down in Guatemala, uh, one of our uh, team mates that was on the mission team, we were at a little restaurant and she asked the waitress, how do you say margarita in Spanish? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> good times. Oh, yes. yes Very yes, good yes. times. Anyway, welcome to the 23 podcast. Even though we're recording a week early, uh, we're going to try to get you caught up on the readings for the seventh Sunday in Ordinary Time, which will be February 24th. Now, Father Herb is still going to be out of town this weekend, but Father Al and Father Jeff are still going to be here to cover the masses and uh, should be a beautiful time. Of... Right.
0: the The mission trip itself goes Friday the 15th to Friday the 22nd. And from the mission, they will drive us back to the airport in Guatemala City. Yes. At which point, 10 of the 13 will depart for the USA. And three of us, myself, my sister Judy, and her husband Vern, my brother-in-law, we are going to get on uh, Air Avianca, which is a local airline, yeah, and fly north for about an hour into the jungle, the Petén section, yeah, and spend the weekend um we have two different sets of ruins, Mayan ruins we're going to. One day we'll be uh, Yaxca, which is, I love Gizinte. saying. Yeah. It's it's uh, Mayan ruins I've not been to. And then another day we're going to Tikal. And Tikal is pretty well known. It's probably the biggest and maybe the, the best of the the ancient Mayan ruins.
1: And you've been there before.
0: I was there before for just a few hours years ago, mm-hmm. and I'm looking forward to getting back. But I, what I remember is besides the ruins being so great, the jungle itself and the, the howler monkeys in the trees, and literally they, they howl at you, mm-hmm. and uh, lots of exotic birds. <laughs> That'll be no different than being here with me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: You know, every time you talk about your brother-in-law, Vern, I think
0: of... It's the Herb and Vern show, yes. No, no, uh, that's not what I think uh, of.
1: I think of, remember the Ernest movies? You know, Ernest goes to school. Yeah, Ern-
0: Ernest and Vern.
1: And he always talked about the fictional character, Vern. Yes. He, you know what I mean, Vern? Yes, yes, so, exactly. Yeah, that's, I think of that every time. And yeah.
0: Well, Vern is my brother-in-law who is just a, a all-around good guy. And yeah. he's a great traveler because he's, he's willing, like food-wise, he's always willing to try the foods. Uh, That's fun. He's, you know, he doesn't hold back from anything. So,
1: uh, I remember when I was in Florida one time, we tried gator tail. Now that's something you don't get in Ohio every day.
0: No, but I've had gator tail on, or just a little piece of gator, I believe. It was was.
1: like fried. It kind of looked like chicken nuggets when it came out.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, Vern and I were in Peru together, up in the mountains, um, in Cusco, and that's pretty high elevation. But uh, we we ate. Uh, alpaca together, yeah. But I fi- on the rest on the menu, it was served two different ways. So he he ordered one way that was prepared. I ordered the other way, so we could each get a different share of it. It was actually pretty good. Cool.
1: That sounds wonderful. Well, let's dive into some of these readings for the seventh Sunday in Ordinary Time and uh, see where we where are we starting okay. with the gospel as usual.
0: We're going to start with the gospel, but let me back up a little bit because sure. the preceding week. Namely, February seventeenth. The discussion is about uh, the Beatitudes, the sermon on the plane, the level ground. So
1: not the airplane.
0: Not the airplane, but on the level ground. On and the,
1: that's what we talked about last week a bit about you know uh, being in solidarity with the poor and those exactly. Types of and
0: it's not just blessed are the poor in spirit; it's blessed are the poor. Sure. It's not just those who are hungry for righteousness, yeah. but those who hunger. Okay. And then, of course, for those who weep. But this week is kind of a continuation. And this gets to be probably one of the most challenging passages you'll find in all of Luke's gospel. Sure. And there is a counterpart in Matthew's gospel, also in his Sermon on the Mount. Mm-hmm. We all know the, the famous thing you have, heard, where Jesus says, you have heard an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. Sure. And I tell you, if somebody hits you on the cheek, turn offer of the other cheek. But mm-hmm. well, we have the Luke version of that here as well. Uh, but probably the most famous line of, let's say, moral line, uh, mor- morality of what Jesus said, how to behave, mm-hmm. comes up in this week's gospel. And it is, do to others as you would have them do to you.
1: We heard it a lot of times, but yes, we don't always often, practice it. often
0: referred to as the golden rule. Sure. Do to others as you would have them do to you. Uh, stop to think about it. If we actually practice that, it would make a big difference so often however we 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 paraphrase it and sometimes joke about it you know do unto others before they do unto you mm-hmm. almost like you know take advantage of people but that's that's just silliness that has nothing to do with scripture yeah i i remember talking to a kid in school in my last parish we had a catholic grade school and high school but this was an elementary school and probably a primary kid i want to guess about second or third grade, talking to a boy, maybe in the lunchroom or something, I don't recall where, mm-hmm. and we got onto questions about playground behavior and hitting and fighting and stuff, and he said, and this was in front of me and other kids, yeah. he said, my dad told me, when I go to school, if somebody on the playground hits me, I need to hit them back only harder. Oh, jeez. And then you read this scripture passage that says, "You know, love your enemy. To the person who strikes you on a cheek, offer the other one as well. To the person who takes your cloak, do not withhold even your tunic. Give to everyone who asks of you, and from the one who takes what is yours, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you." So, I w- I was really on. In a bind, how do you tell a kid that what his dad advised him was not Christlike? Yeah. Now you can almost guess why the dad suggested that he did not want his son to be bullied. Sure, self-defense. However, it is like it—you
1: know—what's it going to lead to what the the line that you just read from the gospel? It's the next one that really st- stuck out to me as I was reflecting on this. After the do to others as you would have them do to you. Jesus says, for if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. So it's it's like that, well, it's easy to love the people that are nice to you. It's easy to love those that are giving you accolades and telling you how much they appreciate you and stuff. You know, the, the rubber hit meets the road. Is that how the saying goes when we have to love the difficult people in our lives, too? And that's why you're sitting here at table with me right now. <laughs> no, I, I love you unconditionally, but... I um, you know I have talked about this on the podcast before. I read a book called Everybody Always. The author is Bob Goff, G O F F, and uh, I think his he had a, a book previous to that. I think it was called Love Does or something along those lines. But the whole premise of Everybody Always is that we love people where they're at all the time. That we are called to love as Christ loved people, and sometimes, <laughs> you know, sometimes that might only be for thirty seconds at a time. That was one of my big takeaways from that book. Is that You know, if we can challenge ourselves to love somebody for 30 seconds, and when that 30 seconds is over, to re-up it and love them for another 30 seconds, it's much more manageable, you know, even when it's a difficult person.
0: Well, the idea of breaking something into segments is very good. I sometimes, when I need to write something, you know, I, I do a lot of writing for publication. Yeah. And sometimes I'm totally not motivated, but I force myself to sit down, and I usually say, okay, write for half an hour. Oh, and and uh, after that, then you can go read a book or something. Well, <laughs> invariably, I write for more than half an hour, but I do keep track of that. When the half an hour comes, uh, if the the alarm goes off on my my uh, my smartphone yeah. that says your half hour is up, I sometimes turn it off and just keep on writing. But I got myself into the practice. Sure, it sometimes fifteen minutes, half an hour is a great place to start. Otherwise, if you just say I got to sit down for the next five hours nothing's going to happen. Sure.
1: One of the other things I love, I've love, i loved about this book, and I do recommend it for those of you that are looking for something good to read, even maybe for Lent it might be a good, it's a quick read. I mean, you could read it in a day or two. Um, but it, following Bob on Instagram has been really fun because he'll take little quotes from the book and post those on Instagram. So, you know, if you read a book, especially quickly, you digest it, but you might not always remember all the things you read, but he'll bring up little things every now and then and just post those as a gentle reminder. So even the one from uh, most recently, he says, you know, love pursues blindly, unflinchingly, and without end. When you go after something you love, you'll do anything it takes to get it, even if it costs everything.
0: Well, just think about the opioid crisis. Hmm. You know, unfortunately, it's love in all the wrong places, but it's, it's that people are so driven, yeah. they would do anything for it. Sure. They will uh, steal. They would probably hurt other people yeah. because it controls them. Now, if you if we could have that same power on the positive side, sure. The, that love, love overwhelms.
1: I think we can also tell where love is present. You know, I think people, when they, I, I hope, when they come into this church community, they can tell that this is a place where uh, not only God's love is present to those, but our our brother
0: brotherly and sisterly love for one another is present. Yeah. And by the way, we're not perfect. Every so often, I hear somebody feel feeling slighted or feeling uh, abused. I had somebody talk to me about her experience, say, at the Christmas rush, sure. Christmas Eve. So, yeah, sometimes we fail. Yeah, But, yes, you have to keep working at it.
1: I tried this in my house recently. I was trying a um, just a way to get the girls to maybe <laughs> to show love to each other a little bit better. Now, remember, they're six and three, so this can be a bit of a challenge because children are just by nature very selfish little creatures so we have in our living room I think you've seen it before uh we call it the love sign so it's this oh yes I took an old top from a desk that I had and my wife and I did a little DIY project and we um she took the letters L-O-V-E and she she wrote them out in script and it covered the whole desk vertically and then I took a drill and I Uh, Drill holes along the letters and then we put Christmas lights through it So when you illuminate it it you just see these beautiful lights that you know in cursive writing spell out the word love So it's mounted to the uh, to the wall We've had it for several years now and the other day I was talking to the girls about how you know our family uh, You know after God in our lives family comes and you know that is who we love the most next to God we have to take care of our family and love and so this little idea just popped into my head while I was talking to them. And I said, you see the love sign over there? When the love sign is on, that means that we're really showing that there's love in our house. And they, they really like that idea. And then I was saying, you know, if, if something happens during the day where maybe you two aren't showing that you love each other because we said something unkind or we did something that wasn't kind, we're going to turn the love sign off. And then, you know, there'll be you can't have, you know, a prize that day or whatever it may be um and they really got into this and even now we're probably two weeks out from that um if i'll come home emory will run up to me and say dad the love sign's still on and i said good that shows that there's a lot of love in our house today so it's been kind of a cool kind of visible tangible reminder of it's
0: sort sort of like the heart light
1: the what's the heart light that's from et oh (laughs) oh yes i was not thinking of et oh yeah yeah but you know kind of this visible and for me as an adult It's a good reminder, too, that when I'm being impatient or if I'm upset about something, uh, just to have that that in our home is a good reminder that love comes first, love of God and then love of family.
0: Okay, I'm going to challenge you then to work a little bit beyond that. I mean, what you said is very good, but we don't want to stop there because this passage doesn't stop there. Sure. Jesus says, love your enemy. Yeah. Do you have enemies? Well, I think that's a big question. People might say, well, our country has enemies sure. and I have disagreements or I take this side on this issue and you take that side on an issue. Yeah. Uh, but do you have enemies?
1: If I'm being really honest and I know you want me to be really honest, I don't feel as though I have an enemy because I don't think I would ever pit myself against. I don't care may, enough to, to may, oppose somebody in that way.
0: Maybe we have.
1: Do you? Let me turn. the. I'm turning the question around.
0: I don't. I don't feel animosity towards people I think we have adversaries people who disagree with us I think we have people who oppose maybe even what we stand for sure and maybe not directly or uh, in our face however we do have to believe that there are people of different value systems Mm -hmm. and different opinions Uh, this morning of course we're recording this on the 14th yeah And it's the first anniversary of the shooting down in uh, Florida. So this morning they were interviewing uh, at the high school. Mm -hmm. Uh, They were interviewing a a young man who is very pro-gun. He's a high school student, very Mm pro-gun. And his own sister was killed last year. Mm -hmm. And he's still pro-gun. And they were asking what had changed. And he said, I'm much more willing to talk to the people who disagree with me. Mm. He said, I still feel... Uh, the same way, you know, in terms of what I want the laws to be. Sure. But he says, I'm starting to realize it's more important that we as people talk and not just flaunt our position. Mm. And I think the whole world could use a a healthy dose of talking. (laughs) Well, we
1: always, and it's it's escalated by the online social media. One of the things Bishop Barron, and you know, I love Bishop Barron, he talks about, you know, the Wall. St- I think it was the Wall Street Journal did an op-ed on him recently, and they kind of named him the the bishop of social media as is its, it's its own diocese, and it needs a bishop. Um, but he was talking about that we have to recognize that behind the screen, there's a person made in God's image and likeness. So it, it's very easy to ignore that through the computer, but w- sometimes we do that the same way. Even when it's face to face, we we fail to see that there's still a person made in God's image, sitting across the table from us or across the room. Um, And so, you know, Bishop Barron talks about, are we loving? And, and, you know, he uses the definition of love as willing the good of another. Are we loving that person? Are we willing the good of the other person through the interactions that we're having, whether they be online online? or in this case, as we're talking face to face. I think that's a great reminder. And lots
0: of people don't talk. They, they debate, they argue, they disagree, they, they try to win over their side, and sure. often, while the other person is talking, they're not listening, they're already formulating their response. Right. I was really paying attention to listen to you while you said that, because I thought that's where you were going. That's exactly it. Yeah. <laughs> now, one more part, because sure. we don't want to miss this. This is also incredibly important. As we get through this reading, and it's a long reading. you uh, love, That's why you're your, taking love vacation. your enemy love your enemies and do good to them, and lend expecting nothing back. Then your reward will be great, and you will be children of the most high, for he himself is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Next line. Be merciful just as your father is merciful. We sing a song about that. Exactly. Now the version of this line is. In Matthew's gospel mm-hmm. is be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. Mm-hmm. In Luke's gospel it says, be merciful as your heavenly father is merciful. So which line did Jesus actually say? I don't know, and we will probably never know. Yeah. But but perfect does does include mercy. Sure. But for Luke it was so much so much more important that he emphasized the merciful part of God. Yeah. And but then you get you ask well what does mercy mean you know can you be merciful to someone who is on death row, uh, you know I remember this I don't know if it's true or just one of those stories that gets passed around but you know the guy was convicted mm-hmm. and then you go back for the actual sentencing and the judge asked the man if he had anything to say and the the convicted uh, criminal said. I'm asking for mercy. Mm-hmm. And the judge said if with what you have done you don't deserve mercy. To which the criminal said if I deserved it it wouldn't be mercy. Mm-hmm. So mercy is not about about what we deserve. Mm-hmm. Now the mercy is actually, in some ways, it just goes beyond uh, reason. It goes beyond uh, the scales of justice. It says, I'm going to give you another chance anyway. And maybe that's why we you know, we sing the song, God of Second Chance. Yeah. And what are the other words of the song, Be Merciful as Your Heavenly Father's?
1: Be merciful just as your... Fa- I don't know, I'm not great with you the see, lyrics I'm, that we sing. I'd have to look it up. You'd have to look it be up. Be merciful, Beful. just as God is merciful. And then I think we sing it. Uh, be merciful. There's a wideness in God's mercy. Let there be a kindness in our hearts. I don't know. I mean, they're beautiful they, lyrics. They are wonderful words.
0: And I turn to you. They're not in front of me. I turn to you now. I'm sorry. Constant disappointment. But the, I, Oh, constant. <laughs> but but I'm trying to be merciful.
1: By the way, um, at closing when we closed on our house, I tried to use the scripture reading uh, lend without expecting anything back, but they didn't buy it. So, <laughs> yeah. so we are still paying on that. You're still paying. Uh, but yeah, you know, being merciful, we think of, you know, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago with, with God's reckless love. And even in that song, you know, saying there's a wideness on, in God's mercy, it's like, it's all encompassing. It's always,
0: um, and, and how many times we've talked about going beyond borders, mm. you know, God does not just love us, you know, uh, we're the good guys the others are the bad guys that's not the way it works sure and you know with
1: in regards to you know how this scripture reading portrays it's not just one line i think you have to take this whole gospel passage as a whole and you could spend a month reflecting on well, all of these
0: and that's why i want to do is ref, well, these bits and pieces in the little bit of time we have left let me get to the bottom part sure stop judging and you will not be judged wow do we have a lot of judgmental attitudes around yeah. stop condemning and you will not be condemned Forgiven you will be forgiven given Gifts will be given to you Now this next line I love It's just fun to read A good measure Packed together Shaken down and overflowing Will be poured into your lap For the measure with which you measure Will in turn be measured out to you And have you ever heard of Shakespeare's play Measure for Measure? No It's based on that line Really? It's like what you do to someone else Comes back to you Interesting. I pictured brown sugar in like a no, no, measuring cup. No, this is actually a it's a, it's a a pretty profound play, but it's one of his lesser known ones.
1: I'll have to check it out. Hey, I want to end real quick with another cro- quote from that book I was talking about, uh, Everybody Always. Listen to this. God isn't in the business of punishing us with reminders. Instead, he pursues us with love. He doesn't grimace at our failures, but he delights in our attempts.
0: That's a good way to end. God bless you all. Take I'll come back from uh, from Guatemala one of these days.
1: All right. Take care, everybody.